Welcome to the Spook House, episode 14. 14. I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And we're here to talk about horror movies, amongst a bunch of other bullshit. Today we are talking about Halloween 2, the movie that John Carpenter called an abomination and a horrible movie. <laughs> he didn't exactly go into this with the best uh, mindset, to be fair. Yeah. Was John Carpenter just a big old grump, or does he... Does he have some points? He's got some grumpiness to him, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. Well, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. We're going to break it down. Just a heads up, one of us likes this movie, the other one not so much. I thought I liked this movie more. Really? I really did. Well, it's probably my one of my least watched Halloweens growing up. Okay. I would say like this one and five, I was just never really drawn to. And I I thought I liked this movie more. I feel like the second one... Didn't come on television as much as the other ones. Like, I remember four and five were always on, and then the sixth one would come on sometimes too, and then H2O kind of went on to the whole teenage. But I feel like the second one really wasn't on as much as that. Yeah, as some I mean, of the other ones. I had this on VHS and DVD growing up, but. And you know what? This was my. Brought it up in the last episode. This was like one of my first Halloween memories was oh. seeing this on TV. Okay. The nurse scene where he like lifts her up mm-hmm. and her. Her Crocs fall. <laughs> now they would be Crocs. By the end, like clogs, I guess, is what they were. Yeah, well. So we'll yeah, get to uh, it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. So, Phil, did you watch anything this week? You know what? I didn't really get a chance to watch a whole lot. I was in the mountains for like three days. Yeah. Yeah, I was there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, came back Monday. Yeah. No cell phone service, no showers. Yeah. It was awesome, <laughs> just sleeping in a tent, hiking and shit. Where were you? So Literally where were you? shitting. In the tent. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even have a latrine? You wake up, be like, "Here's your shove." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a whole system to yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. You know, what? I'm just gonna start doing that daily. You know? I mean, you have an H- you don't have an HOA here, so you can just do whatever, right? A what? Homeowners association in the neighborhood. Oh well, you know, I do rent this place. So yeah, maybe but... I shouldn't start doing that. <laughs> but yeah, we had a great time. It was a much-needed break from technology, Yeah. and the first day I came back, guess what? I had to edit the Halloween episode, <laughs> so I sat in front of a a glowing computer screen for like six hours straight with earbuds in, Yeah. staring at a computer screen. <laughs> oh, the duality. <laughs> but so I got it done. Damn you it. did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Did you, so, when you came back... Uh-huh. Did you happen to have any time to watch anything? Well, I did. Yeah. I did rewatch one movie. I introduced it to my girlfriend. She had never seen it, but uh-huh. we watched Trick or Treat. Love that movie. Which is a lovely little Halloween film. Yeah. 
She wasn't too crazy about it. She thought it was going to be a slasher movie. Mm, no. No. It's there is really... a slasher movie that came out in the 80s called Trick or Treat, but not Trick or Treat. That's right. What was that about? I've never seen it. It came out in 82. Yeah, but as far as... I've, I've never... I keep, it's one of my movies that I'm like, hey, I should watch this sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That's probably on Amazon Prime or Tubi. I actually think it is on Tubi. I think you might be right. I don't know. Maybe I'll get to it sometime soon. Well, I rewatched Trick or Treat. It's it, a solid, solid little Halloween movie. I yeah. watch it every year now. Yeah, not a, an October goes by. Yeah, it's now in my Halloween repertoire. Yes, I yes. actually have a uh, Sam Funko Pop. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got the uh, the lollipop with half of it's bitten off. And apparently, it's like it's worth over a hundred dollars by itself. Well, if you go to Spirit Halloween, they have the trick or treat lollipops. Really? Yep. Have you had one? No, I have not. And they also have some trick or treat coffee mugs, uh-huh. amongst other little collectibles. Yeah, as so. much merchandising they've done for Sam, I can't believe they haven't really done a proper sequel yet. Yeah, you would think they would. Like it came out in what two thousand seven, and then when it came out, I think so. And it's just there's been like little mini stuff, but I remember right. somebody showed it for twenty four hours straight on Halloween, like one channel did. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you would think, obviously, it's out there. I want to say it was 2009. Pretty sure it was. But I think I know it was like filmed, but then it was, for whatever reason, it was like shelved for like a year or so. Well, he made Krampus. Same director. He I did like make that Krampus. Movie. Well, now, now he's making the Godzilla movies. Really? Yeah. Like the new ones with Millie Bobby Brown? Yeah, he directed that one. Mm-hmm. God damn it. No. I can just imagine some exact like, this guy's got talent. Let's call him up to direct a big old CGI shit show. Well, I mean, you hey, can't. we want to talk to you. <laughs> Forget that passion project. Forget about <laughs> trick or treat. Too. Well, you know, it's funny when somebody flashes a couple million dollars in your face. I'm not like, saying I wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, uh, yeah, where do I sign? Yeah, exactly. Be, I wouldn't be like, I got inter- artistic integrity, bro. Fuck you. For trick or treat too, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how about you, Jason? I, do you watch anything? I did. So while you were at the the in camping in the mountains in Boone, North Boone. Carolina. Nice, Windmill uh, Falls, gorgeous. Yeah, I was so the Alamo, everybody's favorite thing we talk about. Mm-hmm. Jason talks. I'm not the only. <laughs> they have a cot set up for Jason at the Alamo. Who took a picture of the Al- from the Alamo this week? What? Put it on our I Instagram. Put it on our Instagram story? story. Big goddamn deal. Yes, I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, yeah, they had VHS for this weekend. Which mm-hmm. I, they so they showed a lot of movies like Terror Vision, Basket Case was what they showed. Mm-hmm. I caught two movies there, which were uh, first first night I went to the nine thirty screening of uh, the Toxic Avenger. Good movie. It was a lot of fun, and it was fun because a lot of people there had never seen it, mm-hmm. and so you got lots of oh my god, what am I watching? And mm-hmm. apparently there's a Somebody brought a crew of people behind me, and they literally, like, after the, the taco scene, you, you remember the Mexican yeah, food place? Yeah. Uh, like, you heard it, I was like, what did you take us to? Yeah, that's a pretty <laughs> fucked up scene, actually. It's, it's pretty rough, yeah. So, Solid but, movie. Yeah, but that was a lot of fun, and I also went and saw Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Which is always a great time. It is great. Is and it, Isn't it only like 20 minutes long? If I don't even think it's quite that long. I think it's like 18, 17 minutes. Okay. But yeah, they showed that and they had one of the directors, Jeff, I'm sorry, John Hine. And he was there and he did like a little PowerPoint presentation that he'd been doing for a while. Uh, the other director couldn't make it. Then he was doing a, like what they were doing. They were at some rinky dink, like UHF station effectively. 
And they're like, let's just go to the parking lot and record and see what happens. Uh-huh. And they like, they bought the tickets to go see Judas Priest. And yeah, they just it was, walked uh, around. It was, um, it was 1986, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen it numerous times. I can it is nearly, hilarious. I can nearly quote it at this point. And then after the show, he was doing a Where Are They Now segment. I saw that on YouTube. Yeah. They find, like, the zebra stripe zebra guy. Man. He is now a very successful plumber in, like, Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah, lives in a nice house. Great fucking movie. I yeah. could start quoting it, but yeah. I don't And then they, they play, after they played it again, they did Heavy Metal Bingo, where you had oh, every nice. time. And so I won a copy of the DVD for free. Really? And it was, like, two hours of extra bonus footage. Damn. And it was like, yeah. yeah. Let me borrow that. Yeah, I will. I will. Madonna, she's now. a dick. <laughs> this punk rock doesn't belong in this world. <laughs> you just absolutely shit Oh, out. yeah. Shit belongs on Mars, man. <laughs> I'm 20. How old are you? 13? Yeah. Well, YouTube it, folks. It's a good watch. It's on YouTube, yeah. Please yeah. go watch this movie. It is Even if you're not a heavy metal fan, like, yeah. this is hilarious. So, anything else, Jason? No, that was pretty much it for me. Uh, I meant to buy a couple VHS tapes, but I forgot. So, well, no, when I came back out of the heavy metal parking lot, all the vendors had left for the day, and I was like, damn it. Well, I think we should just go ahead and jump on into it, Jason. You want to you wanna talk about some horror movie news? Oh, I got some horror movie news. Oh, what you got? Okay. <laughs> so, since we're doing Halloween 2, there's still some more Halloween developments, if you will. Yep, the news just keeps on rolling in. It really in. does. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you haven't uh, picked up shop and moved to Wilmington yet. God, man. You know, when I lived in Wilmington, the neighborhood I lived in, they were filming a movie with The Rock. It was Island. It was uh, Journey. Journey. Okay, yeah. I that movie? Yeah, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Or, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so every day I would drive by the house that they were filming it at. Filming it at. Nice. Never saw The Rock. Were you there when Iron Man 3 was being filmed? I could smell what he was cooking from down there. <laughs> <laughs> did you walk? Did you drive by and call him a fucking jabroni every day? I wish. Anyways, Anyways. If, if I were still in Wilmington, I would very much be like hunting down what what's going on. You know Jamie Lee Curtis has to be just like walking around the streets or doing something. You would imagine. I mean, she has to be. You know, yeah. She's not on set 24 hours a day. Yeah. She has to eat. If we have any Wilmington listeners, if you'd like to be a reporter in the field, shoot us an email. Absolutely. Any extras out there? <laughs> Thanks, Jason and Phil. I'm on set here in Wilmington, and boy, let me tell you, you could cut the atmosphere. <laughs> I love when anchors always try to like make little jokes. You know, <laughs> there's certainly sure to be plenty of tricks and treats out here. Jason, Phil. Back to you in the studio. <laughs> Back to you at Spook House headquarters. Or was it Herb that do I used to do on SNL? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Move, movie news. What's up, Jason? Okay. So, they're bringing Kyle Richards back to okay. play Lindsay Wallace for this for this iteration of the new Halloween movie. They are bringing her back. Which is surprising, because the only thing she does now is trashy TV reality TV shows. Yep. She's on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Is it Beverly Hills? Real? Yeah, I guess it is Beverly Hills. It is Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah. yeah. How much? It doesn't matter. I was kind of surprised they brought her back and they didn't bring back the original guy who played, you know, Tommy. Brian Andrews? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he's losing his fucking mind right about they now. They brought fucking her back? Well, yeah, Brian. You haven't acted since you did Halloween. Yeah. Hey, we played T-ball when we were kids. I don't see you playing shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Oh, in my dreams. 
I played baseball when I was eight. How come I'm not a pro? This is such <laughs> bullshit. Sit down, Brian Andrews. <laughs> well, we don't even we don't even know if that's the case. We're just it, well, he no, he has like raised some really, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Apparently, he like went on these rants on Facebook talking about like which is always a great idea. Totally in 2019. bullshit. You know, they won't hire me. It's like just. Sit this one out. When Brad. was his last credit? Do you know? Halloween. That was the. Is that yes, his only credit? That's fucking it. Like, dude, take a hike. <laughs> so, anyways, Lindsay Wallace is coming back. You know what? It, it could be cool. Yeah. Check it out. Here's ideal. Right, okay. Right here. But lay it out. I'm gonna play it out. All so right. they should kill Lindsay Wallace. Opening scene, kind of like a scream type thing. Okay. Yeah. That could be cool. That could be cool. I don't know. I'm trying to think like what they would do with her character, you know, because I right, she has that shared experience of trauma with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, like, is she like crazy too, or is she like get moving past it? We don't know. Well, you could say that like she just stayed in Haddonfield and was living there the whole time. Do you think her and Tommy got married? That's a possibility. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It made it really awkward when you Michael know, Anthony Hall and Anthony Kyle Michael. Richards. Huh? Is it Anthony Michael or Michael Anthony Hall? Anthony Michael. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> now that you said that. I think it's Anthony Michael Hall. Either one. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. Those two, they could be married. Who knows? So also, in Halloween Kills news, the greatest Halloween title of all the Halloween titles, they're bringing Lonnie, the character Lonnie back, being played by Robert Longstreet, who was in the House of Hill, uh, Honing of Hill House Netflix series. Uh, I wonder what, I mean, I didn't even consider Lonnie ever coming back for anything. Well, he was a very minor character. He was just a bully in the original Halloween. You know, the kid that trips Tommy yeah. as he's running away. And yeah. The only other scene was him walking up to the Myers house. And of course, Loomis saying, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. <laughs> but other than that, it was a very minor character. So, sure, why not? Bring him back. Maybe Lonnie's the one that got Jane, or Laurie Strode knocked up. Yeah, maybe so. He would be, what's her name? Uh, Judy Greer's dad. Yeah. I feel like that's going to pop up at some point in this movie. Like, who, whoever it was that... Yeah, probably. They alluded to it a little bit, but then they were, or like in interview stuff, it was talked about, but it wasn't really, like, said what, what the deal was with that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we will. Maybe it was Ben Tramer, who is still <laughs> alive in this timeline. Not so much in the one we're going to oh, talk about. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Yeah, it's really easy to get your timelines mixed up. Yeah, this one is like off the rails crazy timeline-wise. Yeah, I like it though. I, I I think it's the right call to disregard everything after the original. Yeah, and I mean H2O do that, but they kept the second one intact, but they disregarded 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, and I also really, really like that they disregarded the whole the relation between Michael and Lori. Especially after rewatching Halloween 2, it does feel very shoehorned in. Yeah. And even John Carpenter was like, yeah, I was like, fuck it. They're brother and sister. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he like drank a six pack a night just to get through that script. Anyways, whatever. So, Lonnie. 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 Coming back. Good for you. Get your ass away from there, Lonnie. Get your ass up there. Oh, hey. I see what you did there. <laughs> get all up in that movie. All right, what else in the so news? That'll be it for the Halloween news. I'm sure something will come up next week for their next episode. But also, what dropped this week, non-Halloween related. All right. The trailer for Black Christmas, which... Boy, did it ever. Wow. This is part of the reason why I just avoid trailers now. 
Yeah, they, hey, if you want to watch the new Black Christmas movie, just watch the trailer. They pretty much give you the cliff notes. The, the entire third act has to be in that, that trailer, right? Like, all the, the That's secret. what it looked like. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was watching, it's like, are you kidding me right now? They're showing all of this? Like, you find out, pretty much, I'm assuming who the killer is, or who the killers are. Yeah. As soon as they said, you messed with the wrong sisters, I was like, oh, fuck. Alright. I had... High hopes, or marginally high hopes, because I was like, well, Blumhouse, they've done well recently into the dark aside, but movie-wise. Yeah, recently they've done better. Yeah, recently they've done, I mean, they did well with Halloween. Have put out some turds. In the the Jordan Peele stuff. I mean, yeah, they put out some, some stinkers, but more hits than misses here recently. Yeah. This one seems like it might be a bit of a miss. Yeah, it kind of seems like a regression for yeah. Blumhouse. Happy Death Day to You, the first one, apparently, I've never seen it, but a lot of people really like. The second one, apparently, is hot garbage. I haven't watched either one of those. I see a lot of people say they're good. I see a lot of people say the first one's good. I, most people say, like, the second mm. one was just not. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the one of my biggest problems with this movie, Black Christmas, is they could have just called it Sorority slaughter oh, oh, yeah. movie it's like but, it's but not, then you don't get the the recognition the name recognition with sorority slaughter oh that's pretty or nice that's name. an awful name but <laughs> <laughs> just call it fucking christmas bloodbath i don't know Maybe you, you get what i'm saying yeah i got yeah it doesn't have to be black christmas but it's a name and go into the ground if the first remake didn't work why not try again Looks like a piece of shit. You know what? I might go see it. It's a December horror movie. It's going to be cold mm-hmm. as shit. They're always fun. Yeah. Well, not always. You know what? Let's go see it. We'll Let's do it. We'll, we'll report our... Fi- we'll, no, we'll record as we're watching the movie. You know, that might be around the time the spook house is on hiatus. So <laughs> It's very true, yeah. For how long? We don't know. Forever? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting through this fucking series, I tell you. <laughs> We're only on Halloween 2. It's going to kill us. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Black Christmas. I am not looking forward to it. We might but see I it. But I kind of am. Yeah. All right. So the last thing we got here for the news of the week is Wrinkles the Clown trailer dropped. Yeah. It's like a documentary. Yeah. And so now for Terrifier, we talked about Gags the Clown. Mm-hmm. And that movie and how they were saying they started the, the terrifying clown craze. Uh-huh. Now, or not the terrifying, the, you know, in the public thing. Yeah, the whole, you remember. Yeah. And, or was it Clownpocalypse, I know what it was called? Something like that. And then now, this documentary is saying Wrinkles the Clown started this, this Clownpocalypse. Hmm. And that he was a clown, but then he started to get hired to be like a scary clown to scare people. Yeah, apparently he was a regular clown, but wasn't getting a lot of work. So it was like, fuck it, I'm just going to be super scary and like. Hey, if you want to hire me to scare your kids or whatever, I'll do it. And he, he talks with like a New York accent. Yeah, he's I like, think he's in Florida though. Yeah, it's in Florida, which is weird. He's like, Yeah, you know, when I was a when I was a regular clown, I wasn't getting a lot of work, so I decided to start scaring people. Yeah. <laughs> they never show his face in the trailer. They kinda see the top of his head. So yeah, like, yeah. It looks interesting. It does, now I don't know if it's real or not. I don't what, know if it's like, the, a, like a pseudo documentary because it looked like a like a almost like a film or if it was like a maybe like a hoax documentary kind of thing. Uh-huh. I was kind of wondering well, how how true this is or not. From what I can see, it looked pretty just straight up. Like it, it seemed real. 
And also, you're in Florida. It seems like you're kind of asking for trouble to do that kind of thing. Like yeah. You come up with the wrong group of people with the. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it, I guess. Hey, I'll see it. Uh, you know, I'm interested in this, and I'll see Guy the Clown at some point, I'm sure. I think it's actually on VOD. I don't know if I want to pay for it. I'll just wait till yeah. it comes to Shudder. After the Terrifier episode, I was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of clowned up for a while. I'm good. Yeah. I, I saw Clown, like, I was going to the Amazon Prime queue the other day, and I was mm-hmm. like, I think I'll give it a little bit of time. What, Clown? Yeah. Oh, you should watch it. Man. I should watch I mean, yeah, I'll watch good. it, but I'm just like, I don't know if I got any for clowns. I might see killer clowns from outer space here soon. You know. Yeah. So, you haven't seen It Chapter 2 yet. I have not seen It Chapter 2 yet, no. It just came out this weekend as we speak. Yeah, as the time we're recording this, it was what, two or three days ago? Something like it that. It came out Thursday, yeah. Okay. And, and it's it currently now. Saturday. Well, are you going to watch it? Oh, I'll try. Em doesn't have much interest in it either. She didn't care for chapter one that much as well. I'm fist bumping you through the microphone right now. <laughs> Same here. I mean, she didn't hate it or anything. I she walked the- out. She's like, I remember we talked about it. She's like, I didn't hate it or anything. But when I walked out of the movie, I just kind of forgot about it. it was just- yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's, that was all right. I know I'm in the minority here, but man, people really fucking love that movie. People do. But from what I'm hearing, even from people that love Chapter One, it seems the seems like half of those people are saying that saying that Chapter Two wasn't that great. And well, even the miniseries, when it comes to Part Two, it wasn't as good as the first one. You know, then you care about you always well, care about we're the kids talking about something that's 20, 20 years apart. Yeah, <laughs> so you can't really compare the two. Yeah. But. I don't know. I'll I'll eventually watch it. I'm not going to the theaters for three hours to watch it, but two hours forty five minutes. No, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> Apparently, there's a shit ton of CGI in it. That's just what I'm hearing. Well, they had to CGI the kids because they had gotten too old. This is the first time that. No, I mean that. like Pennywise CGI stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and there was a lot in the first one where yeah. it was like, really? Yeah. Just not to sound like a bummer, but I'll watch it eventually. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up the news. Yeah, kind of a slow week for news. It really was. Um, like I said, I was looking forever on my, you know, just like, what's what happened? What happened? That what happened this week? And there's some stuff about people trying to acquire rights to this forward movie or that forward movie. Yeah, we don't want to bore you with that. No, I mean, I know Toronto International Film Festival is popping up. We want to bore you with our usual talk. <laughs> Hopefully not. All of our 15 listeners, we appreciate it. Yeah, well. <laughs> we got to grow. We're going to grow. We're giving the best podcast we can. Well, we got the door open at my place. The cicadas are singing. Scout's chewing on a stick. Scout is chewing on a stick five feet away from me. He's happy. It's hot as shit as usual. Wouldn't be a spook house episode. It would not. (laughs) We just recovered from a hurricane. Yeah, that's right. We were supposed to have a big hurricane this past weekend, and nothing happened. No, even like back, you know, back where we're from, much further east in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and they didn't really get much. Yeah, you know, Kinston always floods, but it didn't have any kind of. Yeah, we grew up in this shit. We're yeah. like <laughs> hurricane. Yeah, I picked up. I always happened. To, I picked up a case of water the other day. Just go like, huh? Just in case. Yeah, you know. So no hurricane. The power's still on. So we are going to talk about Halloween dos two for the English speakers. That's right. Halloween as well. Hall- <laughs> <laughs> yep, God. like I said, the movie that John Carpenter called. An abomination. He fucking hates this movie. But we're we're not going to talk about JC right now. We're gonna... To be fair, 
of all the sequels, do you think he likes any of them other than 18? I don't know. I would like to get his thoughts on Halloween 4. He's always, he always just kind of like poo-poos all the rest of them. There's not like he's like so decries or anything else. Like, I don't want to talk about those. I didn't have anything to do with them. I don't care. Yeah. I would like to sit him down and be like, John, you've seen Halloween 4, right? <laughs> Come on. Is you that you gotta one? admit, that was pretty damn good. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, well, I like the score by Alan Howarth. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, Halloween 2 came out October 30th. 1981. Now, this got me thinking. I should have looked this up, but have any Halloween movies been released on Halloween? Probably not. I know H2O was summer. Rob Zombies were summer. Starting with H2O, they started releasing all of them in August until 2008. That was like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. I know Halloween 2018 was October 19th. That date was burned into my brain because I was rock hard for four (laughs) weeks up until then. Yeah, uh, about a year ago around this time, I was like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I can't. Well, you like, Ooh, I can't wait. When, uh, so are you one of these people that if you hear something about a, like, maybe it had been leaked early on the internet, would you have watched it or would you have waited? Oh, no, I totally avoided everything. I watched the Halloween 2018 trailer once. Uh-huh. The very first trailer they put out and everything after that, I was like, no more. You don't it need It looks fucking great. Yeah. I don't want to see anything else. Okay, because I know some people, they just can't wait. They hear anything about leaks or anything. They'll immediately like, and I'm just like, no, you're not, you're ruining stuff. Yeah, like, really. Uh, like, I know you don't care for Game of Thrones, but like a lot of leaks and people were like going through everything and watching. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. not fun. That's not fun. Exactly. Anyways, we're talking about Halloween too. Yes, we are. We got plenty of time to talk about Halloween 2018. That'll we'll, be next month. We'll get there. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> By the time we'll get to it, we'll be like, ugh, 2018. No, I'm, lo- I'm looking I'm forward looking to forward that. Because I've only seen it the one time in theater. I haven't seen it since. And also, that'll be our last episode. Yeah, we'll be. And we'll be like, woo, we made it. We made it. Exactly. <laughs> I could have done it without you, Phil. Oh, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And of course, I can't do it without you either, Jason. <laughs> so, Halloween 2. Had a little bit bigger, well, a lot bigger budget than the original Halloween was made for three hundred thousand. Halloween two was two point five million, and this was also a major release and not like an independent like the first one. Because right, Universal, didn't... Universal paid this one up. That's that is correct, and it grossed twenty five million, so solid return there. Yeah, exactly. That's back in the days where that was a success. Like now, even if you made like a two million dollar movie and you only made twenty million dollars at the box office, you'd be like, really? Meh. I mean, a little bit, but like if it was a major, like if Universal made a movie like that, like made a movie like that, they would be like, mm-hmm. there's no money here, whatever. Yeah, true. And to, to Halloween 2's credit, <laughs> sounds dumb, <laughs> it did retain the low budget look that the original Halloween had. Oh yeah, definitely. So props there. Yeah. It, for, for the most part, and I think a lot of this is because of Dean Cundy coming mm-hmm. back. It does look like the original. Like everything looks good. In this it really movie. does. It, it you know it's it, everything's got the I like the lighting. There's lots of greens and reds everywhere. I kind of mm-hmm. like that. And Dean Cunningham coming back was huge as far as that. You know what he turned down to do, to do this movie? No, he what? turned down Poltergeist to do this movie. Thank God, Dean. Well, we and, and, and the only reason why he did it is because he said he felt some kind of like loyalty to John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, even though they didn't. Well, Carpenter did a couple reshoots for the movie, but. Yeah, yeah. It, well, Carpenter had his his finger in this honeypot, yeah. you know, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, he was still very much involved. Yeah. Now, to the extent of his involvement, I'm still not really sure. 
he went and he he saw the final cut that Rick Rosenthal had made. And he hated it. And he he's like, it's not scary at all. Mm-hmm. And he also saw a plot hole where... Just one? Well, he saw a big plot <laughs> hole where he realized that why would Michael Myers know that, that Lori's at the hospital? I mean, fair. Yeah, so you know that part where in the streets where he's walking and he's in the boombox and he walks by? Oh, was that a reason? John Carpenter reshot that, added that part to it to that kind of fix of what he saw with a plot hole. And I believe he also added in the scene where he where he kills the girl next to the Elrods after he yeah, steals the knife. Yeah, that, that would make sense. I, I'm not sure exactly all the things that he added in. He added in, surprisingly, most people would think the opposite, but John actually went back and added the more gory scenes. He did, because, I mean, this was 82, correct? 80, 81. 81. The thing so, would be 82. That's right, yeah. And the thing, spoiler, is gory as fuck. So <laughs> yeah. maybe this was John, like, you know, well, of course getting, getting ready. He was also trying to keep up with the movies that were... In essence, not ripping off Halloween, but were the slashers that were coming out. No, we can say Friday the 13th ripped off Halloween. It ripped off Halloween. <laughs> Make no mistake <laughs> about it. I mean, I like that series, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it admittedly ripped off Halloween. Yeah, I mean, Sean S. Cunningham was like, hmm, mm. let me follow the money here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much how even the second one, even the second one ripped off Bay of Blood, that Giallo movie. I'd post on Instagram about that one. Like, just a shot-for-shot couple death scenes in that movie were straight from that Mario Bava movie. Yeah. A lot of change since 78. We'll put it like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Tommy Lee Wallace, he was offered to direct this movie. Oh, yeah? And he read the script, and his words, he just hated it. He thought it was garbage. Well, he had originally said he was going to do it, right? Yeah, he originally signed on to do it. He said that him and the crew, which, yeah. you know, the Halloween crew is basically like Deborah Hill, John Carpenter, Tommy Lee Wallace. The Akkads. Yeah, they're they're like a little family. Yeah. So they all signed on to do it. Mm-hmm. And Tommy Lee Wallace, he was very reluctant to back out because he felt like he was kind of letting down his friends, but yeah. he just didn't like the script. He basically said that it was everything that Halloween was not. Yeah. And he also said that the entire movie can be summed up with the needle through the eye. He was like, that was everything that was wrong with the movie. (laughs) Where the original relied on suspense and atmosphere, this one was... It was very much of its time as far as early 80s slashers go. Yeah. It was kind of chasing the trends instead of setting the trends like the first one did. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And actually, the Prowler was released the same day. Really? Have you seen that one? I'm not actually. I know it's, it's like a. It's pretty much the exact same movie as My Bloody Valentine. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it makes but sense. Instead it of in Canada, it's in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Rosenthal, he had the same agent as John Carpenter. That makes sense. Yeah, and that's kind of where he got his foot in the door. Yeah. And he had never directed a major movie before. And this this was his first movie. Actually, he was very young at the time. Yeah. But he did say that he wanted the same lighting and camera fluidity mm-hmm. as the first one. And for the most part, I think he pulled it off up until the hospital stuff, I think. I don't know. We'll kind of... I have some gripes about the hospital stuff, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. And the hospital was actually next to the Pasadena airport. And they had to, like, pause filming for a lot of scenes. Imagine <laughs> it's kind of like whenever I, well, I have my door open. Whenever like a fucking douchebag on a motorcycle drives by, we have to like, which stop. I think, <laughs> like, 
it hasn't happened every episode, I don't think, but more often than it's not, there's been like a motorcycle. I think every once in a while there's been like an ambulance drive by. Yeah. We're like, like mid conversation. Like, Jason, hold that thought. <laughs> like, feels like coming down his thesis statement like a motherfucker <laughs> in here. I'm like, son of a bitch. Please crash. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining my creativity. Okay. Well, let's just jump right on into it, Jason. All right. All right. So. Movie starts off with the 1954 classic song from the Cordettes, Mr. Sandman. And this series will kind of have a fascination with this song. Yeah. Quite a few times. This is the first time you hear it. And you see it in, subs- in a couple of subsequent movies. And I'm H2O. Not sure. Yeah. Because it opens up also. Do you hear the... it in 2018? I haven't seen that I one. I don't think so. I, I don't know. I truly do not know, but we will, yeah. we will confirm or deny that yeah, yeah. next month. <laughs> <laughs> it starts out showing the final scenes of Halloween with the new synthy music playing over it. Yes. Now, what do you think of the score? I like the score. I do, it feels really? like, it feels, yeah. it does feel like a synthy. Oh, it's very synthy. Yeah, it, it feels like 80s John Carpenter score, like the thing. It sounds like synthy. a synthesizer farting into a tuba. <laughs> Burr, burr, See, burr, now, I enjoy burr. it. I enjoy it. Yeah, I thought him and Alan Howarth did it. Now it's very different from the first one. Yes, yeah. there's no acoustic anything really. No acoustic guitars. No, no well, <laughs> we get to electric guitars in Part Six. Your favorite. <laughs> they should have brought out the acoustic guitar. I can just say Johnny, John, old Johnny C. Oh, Johnny C. <laughs> That's not Johnny Cash. Folks. Oh no, that's old not Johnny jo- Carpenter. Oh, John- <laughs> little Johnny Carpenter coming up the street. Yeah, old six string. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts out showing the final scenes of Halloween with the new and different. I'm not saying it's Halloween. improved, but I do enjoy this s- score. Yeah, I don't hate it. But yeah, it's whatever. It's not. I know it's nothing's going to be the first score. At least in yeah. this franchise. Like, you know, the extras has a really good one, Psycho. But as far as yeah, this series, no one's ever going to be the first one. Yeah, so it's basically showing everything that happened at the end of the first Halloween. Yes. And there's also some new shots of what happened. Which like, I- we get an outside shot mm-hmm. of Michael being shot six times. Yes. And falling off the balcony. Which I really like. I really, I do like the, you know, the camera move. It's nice. And he comes falling out. You know, I thought it's really, uh, this time Michael Myers is played by Dick Warlock. That's right. The shortest Michael Myers. That's right. Now, well, when you were talking about how he falls out of the, the balcony. Yeah. Did you notice when he's backing up, he's clearly backing up on a platform that's the same height as a railing. Yeah. That's, it's, it's a little it, awkward. It's yeah. very awkward. When you go back and rewatch it, it's yeah. so obvious. Yeah. Like he should have just like you know, hit the back of his legs and fall fallen over the railing. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Like you were saying, Dick Warlock, who is is the shortest Michael Myers. Yes. How tall is he? Like five nine? Five nine. I think he's like the only one that's not at least six foot. He's gotta be the skinniest. He's all yeah, he is the, the thinnest, I guess I would say. Now uh with the fattest fucking head I've ever seen. <laughs> He's got a basketball dome on that. <laughs> that that mask does him no favors. Because it's a very round mask for this one, I feel like. Well, while we're talking... Well, we can go ahead and talk about the mask. It is the same mask from the first Halloween. Really? Yeah. You didn't know okay. I, did, I, did, I, did, I So I thought they just got a new mask of it because it's very round. No, it, it, it is looks, the same one. I guess he just fills it out differently than... Um, oh, than, yes, he does. <laughs> because he's got a fat-ass head. <laughs> 
So after they shot the first Halloween, Deborah Hill took the mask from Nick Castle and she kept it in a shoebox under her bed. <laughs> now Deborah Hill was a very heavy smoker. It, that's why the mask kind of yellows a bit. It looks very hmm. dirty. Oh, okay. But when Dick Warlock puts on the mask, it stretches it out, giving that old derpy appearance. So that's why I look. So I just thought it was they just had a different mask the that's- entire time I've been seeing the series. I just assumed it was a different mask. Because, no. I, I mean, how many masks have they had? Even in, like, part four of that whole debacle. You know, I just assumed they had, like, just, oh, they just made new masks for the movie. I'm dead uh, serious. Well, I could see why you would think that for, like, later entries, which they did. Yeah. But in this one, no, it's the same mask. Just pulled over a fat head. <laughs> and Dick Warlock, as he said, he's shorter and he's... I don't know. I just don't like the appearance of I don't like the appearance of Dick Warlock in this one. Really? It's just too lanky. His shoulders are very skinny. I, I don't know. Now, see, I like it, that it in some weird. later entries. He's he's clearly wearing shoulder pads, which kind of bothers me. Well, in Halloween 4, he's unnecessarily wearing shoulder pads, which yeah. I agree looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Who's played by George Wilbur. Who, who I enjoy. Yeah. The same here, of course. Who would later play him in Halloween 6. Yeah. Yeah, the shoulder pads look fucking ridiculous. So it was the 80s. It was. And <laughs> yeah. Very true. I'm surprised they didn't put like, give him like an 80s blowout haircut on his mask. <laughs> Have like a Hulkamania sticker somewhere. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, and I can confirm. I can <laughs> confirm. I rewatched this a couple nights ago with the subtitles on. And when Jamie Lee Curtis asked Dr. Loomis, she she does say, was that the boogeyman? At least that's what it says on the subtitles. Okay. Because it, we were like, well, is it what's the boogeyman? Or was yeah. it the boogeyman? According to the subtitles, was that the boogeyman? I've got a comment on a subtitle for Halloween 2 that's coming out a little bit later. Oh, Rob was, Zombie's Halloween 2? No, 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 this Halloween 2. Oh, does it just say like inaudible cursing? No, no, no not even that. It's, <laughs> oh God. It, it, is a, it is a Dr. Loomis thing, but it was something whoever the subtitle person was like, what? That's not what he says at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll save that one. Then. Yeah, definitely. So you hear Dr. Loomis shoot Michael seven times. Seven times. But I didn't even count it. I just assumed. But he'll later say, I shot him six times. <laughs> so Loomis runs downstairs to find the weirdest body outline ever. I even wrote that in my notes, too. I was like, it's like a cartoon. But yeah. <laughs> Loomis runs downstairs to find the weirdest body outline I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like when somebody lays down and like very the grass is very dewy. Yeah, he was like there for like five seconds, but there's no like feet prints anywhere. Either. It was like he laid down and he's like disappeared up into the sky. Yeah, or like when Wiley e. Coyote runs through a wall. <laughs> it's just the outline of his body. Yeah. So yeah, Loomis is like, oh my god. And then the neighbor runs out. He's like, what's going on out here? I've been trick or treated to death tonight. And then Loomis fires back with, you don't know what death is. Oh, shit. This is the beginning <laughs> of Dr. Loomis losing his fucking mind in the series. Yep, this is the thread that comes un- untethered, <laughs> and Dr. Loomis slowly starts to lose it. It, it, it comes to full, like the Halloween 5 is when he's at the worst. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we get the intro with the pumpkin. It's basically the exact same as the original Halloween. Except this one opens up and there's a skull inside of it. And you see Dino De Laurentiis as a producer. Who? Dino De Laurentiis, who 
produced all of those Stephen King movies in Wilmington back in the eighties. I don't know who that is. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's he was he produced Evil Dead too. Okay. He produced all those Stephen King movies in the eighties. Most of them were in. He he set up the production company in Wilmington. You can thank Dino De Laurentiis for Wilmington being a studio city. Hey, did not know that. Also, the grandfather of Giada De Laurentiis from Barefoot Contessa. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Dina. Yeah. We appreciate you. After the credits, it starts out with a beautiful camera shot. Very fluid moving. Like just Michael creeping through the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the alleyways. Mm-hmm. And everything is beautifully lit in it, this scene. It reminds me similarly of the opening of the first one where it's kind of a POV shot and he's walking mm-hmm. around. That's kind of what I, I think they were trying to go for a little bit. Yeah. And they definitely pull it off. Yeah. Now, they could have used stuff like this about ten times more of the amount that we see in this. <laughs> Instead of just, like, rushing straight to the hospital, like, I think, in my mind, the best shots of this movie are just, like, Michael creeping around the neighborhood, the yeah. house-to-house stuff. Yeah. Like, the shots in the Elrod house, all that stuff is really cool. Yeah. So... Michael sees Dr. Loomis down the alley. He just like dips behind, <laughs> dips behind the corner. He's like, oh God, not this motherfucker He's going to send me to fucking detention if he catches me. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and a cop pulls up and Loomis is just, I shot him six times. This guy, I tell you, this guy is not human. <laughs> I shot him in the heart. Oh, Dr. Loomis, we love you so much. Yeah, so Michael creeps around to the Elrod house. And they're watching Night of the Living Dead. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Yeah. A classic that anybody can use because it is in the public domain. That's right. If we want to play it on our podcast, every episode is just the audio. Yeah. So a radio report comes on and it mentions like three bodies found. Not a truck driver. (laughs) (laughs) They're not like three young teens and a truck driver. (laughs) (laughs) So... Michael picks up a knife, and this is, of course, at the Elrod house. This old lady Elrod is yeah. talking to her husband. Do you want my- mayonnaise or mustard on your sandwich? <laughs> and Michael creeps into the kitchen and grabs the knife and kind of dips out of there. The cutting board that you see here yeah. is now in possession of Sean Clark. Huh. Who hosts Horrors Hallowed Grounds? Have you ever heard of this at all? No, I've never have. It's like a horror well, TV he's show. He's big in the horror community. He like he's the agent for a lot of different horror celebrities. And, oh, okay. Yeah, I've actually met him once. And you should check out Horrors Hallowed Grounds. He he was the original person that goes to like the locations where these movies are filmed. Oh, okay. Does like documentaries and stuff. He's in oh. a lot of the the extras on the Halloween movies when they get oh, re released. Okay. Is Halloween the kind of his favorite? Series, I guess. Yeah, I think so. And when he was doing a tour of the Halloween 2, they were actually remodeling the kitchen. Oh, okay. And they were about to throw out the cutting board, and he was like, hey, can I get that cutting board from you? <laughs> so he has the cutting board signed from the entire Halloween cast. Oh, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's really... where that cutting board is today. You can watch it on YouTube. Collection complete. Sean Clark. Look it up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is it S-H-S-E-A-N or S-H-A-W-N? Yes, yes. Okay. S-E-A-N. So, Miss Elrod finds a little bit of blood on the cutting board and decides she just screams her fucking head off. Wouldn't you be like, oh, am I bleeding? Or 
I mean, you know, I mean, that's what found, that's what my, blood. Yeah, my parents were in the odor, so if, I, if my dad saw blood, he would, he would immediately what? What the hell is this? What the hell is this? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, she screams. Yeah, boy, does she ever. Now, granted, she did hear the radio thing, so maybe she thinks, and the knife has been gone. Okay, that's true. And they're stolen. watching Night of the Living Dead. And it's maybe she's been trick or treated to death as well. You don't know what death is, sir. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm not death ass. <laughs> Jesus. Just garbles. Just blow the speakers out of our, our listeners. Apologize for your drums. So, we get our first shot of Michael Myers and kind of peeps in the kitchen. That wide ass head. I'm surprised he didn't bang it on the door for him when he was trying to dip out of there. <laughs> also, while I'm talking about Dick Warlock, did you notice he's wearing like high waters? The yeah, movie. they are kind of uh, on. A, yes, they are very high up on his his ankle. Yeah, so if Haddonfield floods, Dick Warlock is in good shape. His, his pants won't get wet, so that's always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he had to like wear um, what do you call them? Like risers to appear taller. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe that has something to do with that it. Probably does. I don't know. You still could have made those coveralls a little bit shorter. Well, they're like, nah. You know what? Let's make it look derpy as shit. Just wide head. You know, he went from a three hundred thousand dollars, uh, uh, you know, budget to was it two point five? Yeah. No, we can't afford. We got we still got to cut costs where we can. We can't afford a, a coveralls that really fit you. So apparently, he got the job because he walked into Deborah Hill's office, saw the mask sitting there, and put it on. Then walked over to Rick Rosenthal's office and just kind of stood there, and was like, "Hey, is there any reason why I can't play this guy?" And Rick Rosenthal was like, "Oh, well, see why not." I would have been like, actually, <laughs> you're not quite tall enough. You don't really have the build for it. But okay, now he was a stunt guy. He was a stunt guy, and they needed a stunt guy for this movie. And they thought that, well, why don't we just use a stunt guy? Was the reasoning instead of just like an actor kind of thing? Yeah, George Wilbur was a stunt guy. It was a Don Shanks stunt guy too. Yeah. So this was the start of the stunt guys playing Myers. Yeah. And Dick Warlock also did stunts in Jaws. All the in, in the cage stuff you see uh-huh. is Dick Warlock. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, and Dick Warlock was also Kurt Russell's stunt double for, for twenty five years. Twenty five yeah. years. Michael walks next door, and this is the first time in the, in the series where you will see him randomly kill. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, is it's kind of one of uh, I've heard a lot of people. One of their gripes with this movie is we're in the first Halloween. Everything was very methodical and yes, kind of had a purpose to the people he killed. Yes, this is where he just kind of like oh, I'll walk over here and kill her. Even in subsequent movies, for not all of them, but for you know, they still you, you got why he didn't just show up and kill folks. Like you look at H two O when they're in the the restroom, you know, one of the only good parts. <laughs> Spiders, spiders. <laughs> What if you just like kick the door and stab that little girl and dip out? <laughs> I'm saying, what if? And he just like, I'll like, show you spiders. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time he just randomly kills somebody. Yeah. And it really is just like, compl- it, it, it did feel just thrown in there for no real reason. I think this was a Carpenter reshoot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was too. And the girl on the phone who's talking with the girl that gets killed, yeah. that is Nancy Loomis on the phone. Yes. Not her first appearance in this movie. She'll pop up later. Yes, she will. She even fucks that up. So, Michael jumps up out of nowhere. Jesus Christ. What? Your hatred for 
<laughs> I said nothing. So Michael jumps up out of nowhere, boing, stabs her in the chest, and you get a splatter of blood over her face. Yeah. And this I is right away. It work, does it work that way? What, stab it's, in the chest? Stab in your chest and it blood on your face? I guess. Yeah. It kind of tells you like where this movie is heading. It's, yeah. They're definitely not going to shy away from the blood, unlike the first one. No, that's for sure. So the cops pull up to the Jarvis house, and Laurie is being wheeled out on a stretcher. She just has a cutter on her arm, by the way. Yeah, but she's maybe distraught. Well, it does say later in the movie that she cracked a bone in her leg, so maybe... She did fall down some steps. Yeah, she did fall down some steps. So she's probably injured. She probably does need some sort of medical attention. But still, there's no reason for them to give her heavy drugs and waste Jamie Lee Curtis's acting abilities for 75% of the movie. But we'll get there. Also, <laughs> she's clearly so scared from her, her from her what happened in the first movie that her hair turned completely lighter. Oh, yeah. Side note. <laughs> This was 1981, a few years after the original. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis had short hair. Yes. So for this movie, she had to wear a wig, and looks boy does she like ever. Looks, I mean, it's not the hair doesn't look fake. It just looks so much different than the first one, color-wise. Yeah, it looks bizarre. Yes. It's such a wig. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think in 1981 they really had their wig game quite... No, nah, that's for sure. Up, ...up to par, you know. So they put... Jamie Lee Curtis, sorry, put Lori in the stretcher, take her to the hospital. Yep. And the kid, a kid gets out of the car with his mom. There's a razor blade stuck in his tongue. I actually Googled really? if this has ever happened before. It has. Snopes. I went to Snopes. They said they actually pulled like a couple where this had actually happened. Huh. It was like four or five times, you know, that they had reference. But and I was like, well, okay, that's all I need. And Snopes is pretty accurate with that kind of stuff. Yeah. This was 81, so this was kind of the height of the mass hysteria for that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Check your kid's candy. Satan is there on the street to sacrifice it. Yeah. Well, this was before terrorism when it, people had to make up shit to be scared <laughs> about. <laughs> Heavy metal is ruining our kids. If you play Stairway to Heaven backwards, it says, I love Satan. Yeah. So Jimmy and Bud will lure you into the hospital, and we meet a drunk Dr. Mixter. Well, first we get Jimmy, played by Lance Guest. That's right. The UCLA kid. He was also went on to star in The Last Starfighter, directed by Nick Castle. Oh, shit. Yeah. little tie around there. little tie around. And we also see Bud, played by Leo Rossi, who was a character actor. Another and notable was... thing. He was also in Rick Rosenthal's acting class, which is pretty much all the hospital people were in Rick Rosenthal's acting class. Yeah, pretty much. And he was also... He was one of the guys that cheered on the rape scene in The Accused. I still haven't seen that. Uh, you know, the Jodie Foster Jody rape Foster, scene? yeah. Okay. So that's, yeah, I guess, his other notable appearance. Yeah, and he's also just mafia guy number two. And <laughs> anytime they, there's like a mafia movie. Oh, yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, he was in one of those uh, Robert De Niro like, analyzed this or uh, that. He was in one of those. He was one of the mafia guys, yeah. probably. So Jimmy and Bud wheel Lori into the hospital, and drunk Dr. Mixter puts her to sleep. <laughs> I think local anesthetic would have done the trick. I was like, why does he need to put her in a comb or like un under for... Right. It's <laughs> a fucking... <laughs> He's a scratch. Like, it, oh, you need five stitches. You know what? You don't need to be awake for that. Yeah. When I had fillings done in my fucking teeth not too long ago, they didn't like, hey, we're going to put you in a coma, Phil. 
<laughs> they just like injected some stuff in around the Novocaine or whatever. It's like, oh, you got a, n- a nasty hangnail over there. Let's put you in a coma for six days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you don't want to be away for that. Yeah, that's gonna be like a big problem with this movie. Yeah, is they're like, hey, let's uh, make our best actress, most well-known actress in this, just completely comatose and drugged out of her mind for the rest of the movie. Yes. Good idea. Uh, it's, you know, it is what it is. I yeah. Just, also, can't change it now. Are there like 10 people that work in this entire hospital? Yeah, it's pretty deserted. <laughs> yeah. Cut to Sheriff Brackett. Our boy Charles Seifert. Charles Seifert. Charles Seifert. He makes an appearance again. Charles Seifert and Loomis are out spotlighting. You know, looking for Myers. Yeah. You grew up in the South. Did you ever go spotlighting much? I, yeah. When we went with spotlighting, it was it's where you go deer. look for deer. No? Yeah. Yeah. You Not, have like this huge, yeah. like a uh, flashlight type thing. Mm-hmm. It's like 10,000 watts. They're bright as shit. Yeah, they are. And you just drive around the woods and you try to find deer at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. That's... That was, I spent many nights. You, you ready to hear like Friday night entertainment in my household growing up? We'd go out to eat, stop by Walmart. And my dad would go spotlighting on the way home. But like, I just want to drive down here, check this out real quick. <laughs> so I'd just be sitting in the back like, fuck, can you hurry? Fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yes. I know my way around a spotlight. <laughs> so they're not looking for deer. They're looking for Michael Myers. Yes. And Loomis is like, hold up. Point it over there. <laughs> and he sees Ben Tramer walking down the street. Just a side note, I really want to see... A buddy cop action comedy called Loomis and Bracket. <laughs> Why isn't that a thing? Oh my! These two God. are a hoot together. They really are. It's a shame. No, it makes sense. Like <laughs> why? Why Charles Cyphers disappears for the rest of the movie? Because yeah, obviously he's gonna be very distraught. But I would really love to see those two just like him, like being the chief of police, and then Loomis yeah. being like, "You can't do that." Yeah. <laughs> I'm a psychiatrist. I can do what I want. <laughs> I've got a badge of treat medicine, so clearly. <laughs> Yeah, and of course they're like doing the whole back and forth. Like he pours it on with Bra- brackets. Like you let him out. He's like, I didn't let him out. This isn't a man, you know. Classic shit. <laughs> so they spot Ben Tramer, and Loomis is off his goddamn rocker. Well, we don't know it's Ben Tramer because he's dressed up like Michael Myers. Well, he's got white hair and he's carrying a bag yeah so i mean we don't know but he looks similar to what michael myers looks like he looks similar does he look pull out a pistol and cock it and get ready to shoot him similar no well you know our boy loomis is starting to lose a little bit yeah he's totally partially well he's responsible for ben tramer's death basically (laughs) yeah he (laughs) gosh well anyway he's Walking away from, uh-huh. as you probably would, because somebody's screaming. Yeah, yeah. And looks like he's got a gun out. Yeah. <laughs> and then... So Ben Tramer walks into the street, and a cop car coming the opposite direction runs into him and slams into a van, and it immediately explodes. It just, it kind of looks fucking ridiculous. It's like the van was like full of like C4 all of a sudden. It's like of all the vans in Haddonfield, he had a bought one that was full of like uranium. Just yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, Ben Tramer is burning alive. A 17-year-old kid is burning alive that Dr. Loom has basically just killed. <laughs> and they're like, is it him? Is it him? And Loomis does a facepalm. He's like, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> ooh, I may have fucked up here. <laughs> he should have just dropped his pistol and, like, started whistling and backing away. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna, 
He's going to run down here. Hey, like, what's that? Just like, no keys. <laughs> He'd be like, what's that over there? Just takes off running. The it's like, yeah, just points at Dentry. He's like, that guy. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Deputy, you shouldn't have done that. I don't... <sighs> so, yeah, they're looking at Ben Tramer's charred remains. Charred remains. <laughs> the other cops pull up and they go up to Brackett. And what's this guy's name? The blonde-haired cop? Deputy Gary. Played by yeah, Hunter Von Lear, who mainly did television work, but he was a Roman soldier in the issue of The World Part 1 by Mel Brooks. Well, he is capital A-C-T-I-N-G acting in this movie. <laughs> it's very different from, Cypher, <laughs> from Charles Cyphers, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what's he exactly saying? He's like, they just found three bodies up the road, and one of them was Andy. <laughs> He like <laughs> grabs Sheriff Brackett by the shirt. He's like, "What of it was Andy? What of it was Andy?" And they jump in the car and speed off. Now, back at the deserted hospital, Jimmy checks in on Laurie, make sure that wig's still glued on. <laughs> now the nurse says that she only cracked a bone; it's not a break. So you know why the heavy anesthesia? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Before Jimmy leaves, he asks Laurie. So. Jimmy's, he's trying to, he's macking. He's planting some seeds. He's, it seems, maybe at the time, but it seems a little weird. Because, I mean, he's not, like, trying to, like, bang or anything, but he's got a huge crush on her. It seems kind of like a little weird. Yeah. Not stalkery, I wouldn't say, but it seems now, like, Now, hey, Jimmy's got to be at least, what? 19, at least. But even then, like, he's a, he, he might just be an cool. EMT, and that's like a six-week program, or he could be a paramedic, and that's the, He could yeah, be 28. He, yeah, he very much well could be 28. <laughs> He's backing on Lori, who's a senior in high school. Yes. So she's 17, maybe 18. Yeah. Still. Like, still. Yeah. So Jimmy leaves the room. He's like, do you want me to get you a Coke? It's like, what is it, Stranger Things? <laughs> Jason's shaking his head. You just can't let it go, can you? It wasn't. Okay. But whatever. By the way, Coke released a special edition Stranger Things Coke can around the same time as season three. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, that, so that's why all the advertising in season three. It was just a joke. Well, and a marketing campaign. It was just a joke. It was literally a marketing campaign. I'm editing they were all selling of this coke. out. <laughs> okay. No, leave it in. <laughs> Let the truth be told, David. <laughs> I want so. the world to know my thoughts on a very specific t- scene <laughs> from a very specific episode. All right. <laughs> so, news reporters in front of the Wallace house. And who do we see, Jason? Dana Carvey with no speaking role. That's right. And ironically enough, Dana Carvey would go on to star in Wayne's World with Mike Myers. Hey, I didn't put two and two together, but yeah, he absolutely does. <laughs> yeah, Dana Carvey is a background actor in Halloween too. He's wearing a blue sleeveless jacket. Yep. And a hat, a ball cap. He's basically an assistant to the news lady, as yeah. far as I can tell. Yeah, she's like telling him to do something. He just kind of nods her off. If you didn't know that's who that was, you would not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Loomis, Brackett, and Officer Gary. Officer Gary. Yeah. Greatest actor in the world. Officer Gary. They walk up to the house. Brackett, they're willing out Annie. They're willing out all the you know people that Michael's killed earlier in the night. Brackett pulls down the sheet to verify that it's in fact Annie. What of it with Annie? <laughs> I just, I, some, th- some days I just wake up and I say that to myself. <laughs> it's just fun to say. 
So Nancy Loomis's eyes are wide open. Bracket closes her eyes, yep. which are clearly still moving underneath her her eyelids. They're just like vibrating back and forth. Now in HD, like, you could probably you... see that. Before, well, I, I watched a DVD copy of this. It, it wasn't HD by no means. Okay. You can spot that on a VHS. It's like, damn it, Nancy Loomis, you had to fuck that up too. No, it was just, it was, uh, you know, just a, a death rattle. Okay, that's all that was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Brackett's like, all right, well, I got to go home and tell my wife the news. So, I'm just going to dip out of the franchise. Forever. I'll see y'all later. I'll be mentioned briefly in uh, Halloween 4, but I won't be there. That's right. <laughs> Loomis is like, where's Brackett? Oh, he lives in Florida now. Oh. On a golf course, happy as a clam. Okay. <laughs> the new sheriff is like, yeah, what's up? We know who you are. Can't wait for that episode. Bracket dips out. See ya. Peace. <laughs> the new cop tells Loomis, like, hey, leave it alone. Michael's dead. And Loomis is like, well, hold up, buster. Let me try some fancy talk on you. <laughs> oh, gosh. He does it like three times in this movie. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well. I believe you. So Loomis says, hey, go get a dentist and meet me at the coroner's office in half an hour. They want to verify that the body that, well, the person that Loomis inadvertently killed earlier is Michael Myers, which, of course, turns out to be Ben Tramer. Yes. So we get another reshoot scene coming up here of the boombox boy. Yes. Walking down the street. Now, that was played by Lance Warlock, Dick Warlock's son. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that. Yeah, I really like these shots, like the old over-the-shoulder shots of Michael. Uh huh. I like this stuff. Yeah. Like all the shots of Haddonfield, you don't really see Haddonfield much. No, in not not in the first two, really. So I like how Halloween Two is kind of it's more expansive. It, yeah, it widens the scope of the series a lot. You see more of the town. You see like kind of a, it's, it's a small little town, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like a Stephen King book or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, Boombox Boy. Bumps into Michael. Yes. And you can hear over the radio, like, oh, they brought Laurie Schrode to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. So, and then Michael Myers like, oh, guess I'll boogie on down in the hospital because there happens to be a sign right there on the street that says Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. This yeah, way. Yeah, there's something very... I don't know. That bothers me for some reason. It sounds like most things in this movie bother me. <laughs> I don't know. It's a... It's the nittest of nits to pick, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I thought you brought it up because it bothered you. It did bother me. I'm not really okay. that thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that also, I was like, well, that's a little convenient, don't you think? Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, why wouldn't they have cops protecting Lori in the hospital? Well, clearly because they're all out looking for Michael Myers. Well, I mean, you, you think they'd people, be like... At least 10 people at the hospital, can they're, they know what they're doing. They can handle it. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I mean, and it's Halloween, so no accidents ever happen on Halloween. You don't need... You can skeleton screw crew on, on Halloween, too. <laughs> so, Pamela Susan Shoop. Yes. A.K.A. Karen. Pulls up to the hospital, and you see Michael in the rear rear mirror. Yes. Michael's followed everybody to the hospital. He has arrived. Mm-hmm. And yay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Also, for Pamela Susan Shoot, did you know that her father was a major general in WW2? I did not know that. And Maybe he, he, he flew over the first mission over Omaha Beach to do recon for D-Day. I'll be goddamn. Yeah. 
Maybe he worked with Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance was in WW2. Yeah, he was. Yep. We see security guard Garrett. He's looking away as Michael sneaks by on the monitor. Get used <laughs> to those monitors and those shots of Michael walking in the monitors because, boy, they are going to use them. I think sometimes it's kind of cool. I think it's a couple times it's effective. I think they should have narrowed it down to like two shots. Pretty sure they... they like it, The third act, you see it a lot. You, know, you see Michael too much in this movie. Huh. I'd be curious to see like the amount of screen time like in every Halloween. I bet this one would be at least top two or three. As far as like the amount of screen time you see Michael. That's, that's very true. Yeah. So, cut to Bud and Jimmy hanging out in the break room. Bud, just, you know, weed clipping it up. Yeah, smoking a doobie. You know the song that Bud sings? He's like, Amazing, Amazing Grace. Grace. Sit on my face. How does, how's the rest go? I need your pie. I need your pie. Something like that. Well, they needed a song to sing, and Amazing Grace wasn't, you know. He ad-libbed that. that. Yeah. It's like, good job, Leo Rossi. Yeah, I don't mind... Leo Rossi in this? No, I think him and yeah, I, most of the characters are a lot, even if they're not really fleshed yeah, out. Yeah, Deborah Hill did not want Leo Rossi in this movie. Huh. Rosenthal had to fight for him. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, because I mean, Leo Rossi's obviously an East Coast Jersey dude living in Haddonfield, <laughs> Illinois. So I see what she's saying, but. I don't think anybody really... He's those, a New Yorker. Yeah, I don't think anybody would really put those together. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine in this. Oh, and another little fun fact about Leo Rossi. He introduced Jamie Lee Curtis to Christopher Guest, her yes. husband. At a softball game. A celebrity softball league. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know... Well, I you think they'll let us play? <laughs> That's the Spook House podcast represent. Yeah, we reached that upper echelon. Yeah. <laughs> No, we haven't. So you get a POV shot of Michael walking down the hall, dips into the baby room, and Karen and Miss Alves are talking. And you can see Michael in the background. Yeah. Vaguely. Mm-hmm. Now, Miss Alves was played by... Gloria Gifford played Nurse Alves. She was another Rosenthal class member. She's also notable, because have you seen Spinal Tap, Phil? Oh, yeah. Of course. You know the famous security scene where they're walking through the hot to the airport and he's got the cucumber? Yes. She's the uh, security agent. Oh no shit. Yeah. That's wow. you know, given the the metal detector. A lot of spinal tap. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of Chris lot of, lot of spinal tap connections here. Yeah. <laughs> she does a good job in this as well. She does. Now it was also originally written to be a middle-aged white woman. But when she auditioned for the role, they're like, "No, you 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 can't put an uh, an age on, you know, yeah, yeah, on that kind of thing." So she just stayed. She went in, she nailed it, and she got it. I felt that she was gonna live a little longer. Yes, <clears throat> in this movie, her yeah. death is very bizarre. It, yeah, that's it's dumb. Yeah, uh, it's dumb. I'll say it. That's it's stupid. Yeah, I, you know, I like this movie, but that really, I'm like, that's not no. Yeah, so Jimmy walks in, and Miss Alves is. Laying on a table with an IV hooked into her arm with blood dripping all over the floor. You don't really see how she got there or what exactly happened, but it was, it was kind of a waste of a character, I yeah, think. Yeah, and it was like, Michael wouldn't just like, all right, I'm going to pull up my best jigsaw contraption. Yeah, I'm going to hook an IV up to you. <laughs> doesn't make sense. No. But anyways, so Jimmy creeps back into Lori's room, of course. 
Totally good intentions, by the way. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure he's really just checking in on her. Yeah. And this is when he tells Lori that it was Michael Myers that did it, that tried to kill her. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Nurse Isles comes in because you can't because to tell her they can't find her parents anywhere. That's right. Yeah, you don't see her parents in this. No, you don't. They're just never brought up again. Well, they, they were supposed to be at this. I think they were supposed to be at the same party that Doctor Mixter was up. That's right. And so they were trying to call, but they just can't get in touch with them. That's right. The phones aren't working. So Janet asked the security guard officer to go check the telephone poles because. That's what you do. Yeah, when you're a security guard officer. Now, this whole sequence here, it feels very pointless. I think this was a reshoot, too. That would make sense because... Well, no, because he Garrett does disappear. Maybe it wasn't a reshoot. Yeah, either way, Mr. Garrett goes outside. And he's just kind of snooping around. Cat jumps out of a dumpster. Yeah. It's a little jump scare moment. Nurse, he's got the nurse on the walkie-talkie for some reason. Yeah. Also, those were very important machines back in the day. Who decided they would... The walkie-talkies? Uh-huh. Who decided to call them walkie-talkies and not like uh, something cool and techy? Like, what five-year-old was like, I'm going to walk around and I'm going to talk with them? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Never thought of that, Jason. <laughs> Just like soldiers out there in the Korea being like, all right, I've got my gun. We're going to go out here for six days. Oh, here's my fucking walkie-talkie. <laughs> Yeah, now that you mention it, I've never thought of this, but it does have a very childlike name. Yeah. Well, anyways, Garrett is on his walkie-talkie <laughs> trying to talk to Janet. <laughs> Janet's like, how does this work? <sighs> she keeps slapping it. Yeah, so Mr. Garrett opens the door. Nothing's in there. So Mr. Garrett opens a couple of doors. Nothing's in there. He mm. shuts the door. Michael's behind the door! Ah! And he's got a hammer. Okay, who did it better? Michael Myers or Leatherface? Or Jason in Friday the 13th Part 2, which came also came out in 81. Ooh. Okay. There's a hammer to the head in that as well. Was that the wheelchair? No, that was a machete to the okay. face of a young man in a wheelchair. And then he rolls backwards down a flight of stairs. It is one of the best kills in that series. Of all time? <laughs> of any series? <laughs> it's so cold yeah. and unexpected. Anyways, well, this whole setup and kill—it's. I feel like I feel like the score should have been better for this scene too. This is one of my oh, few gripes with the score, because I like it, but I feel like the the sound could have been a little bit more. Well, there's just really time. no suspense. Yeah, and it was a faceless character. He's in two scenes. Yeah, it's like Gina McCarthy in Scream Three. Oh, that's right. She wasn't that. <laughs> So, Loomis and the cop are at the coroner's office. From the dental records, they assume, you know, Michael might might still be out there because these are teeth of a 17-year-old. Because he has feelings. That's right. Yeah. Now, imagine being that dentist, though, who like, has to like give Michael Myers like feelings for cavities or whatever. Yeah, that's a sight you don't want to imagine. It kind of takes away the mystique of Michael Myers. <laughs> So, or Michael Myers it, getting his yearly physical. Speaking of taking away the mystique of Michael, he was 21? That's so young. Yeah. When was the last time you bumped into a 21-year-old? Gosh. That's pretty young, though. Yeah. I mean, when I was 21, I was drinking all the time because that's what 21-year-olds do. Michael Myers wasn't doing that, though. He was looking at the wall, looking past the wall. I'll take Michael to a to a party sometime. Michael Myers... 
I formally invite you to go out drinking with me. We're going to go to Myrtle Beach and get drunk. <laughs> We're getting Myrtle Beach drunk, Michael. Myrtle Beach. So all the townspeople are throwing rocks at the Myers house, which makes sense. I don't know, because the house didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, right? I, mean, I get I get being angered, and then, as Dr. Loomis says, that's awake. Yeah, Dr. Loomis tries to get all deep. He's like, the tribe, one of their own was butchered. It's like, all right, Loomis, why don't you put down the doobies, all right? <laughs> you start to just ramble. It just psychoanalyzing everything over here. Yeah, it's all the townspeople. Rubble, 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 rubble. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's essentially it's like South Park. It's yeah, a little bit. pretty much. So Deputy Gary takes a little smoke break with Loomis. And you get another nice little evil speech. Michael, how evil Michael Myers' speech is. Oh, yeah, he throws him another one. Now, did you catch that Loomis pockets the lighter that Gary gives him? Yeah. Which back when I used to smoke weed, that was just a sin. Oh, like yeah. you never did that. Yeah, I was you know, I used to smoke cigarettes. I didn't really smoke weed, but that's the same thing. You know, you yeah. you, you try to it's you know, you get habit, you know, you lighter and you put it in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. But when somebody hands you there, that's just rude. Well, Loomis pockets his and it'll come into play later. Can you guess when? <laughs> so Loomis drops some more fancy talk on him. And he's like, Wow. <laughs> get that big Gary's like, Whoa. <laughs> so, and they inform them that there's been a break in at the elementary school. Also, kids run up to him. They say, uh, Bennett Tramer left the party. He was real drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's when they suspect, like, oh, shit. That Loomis is like, oh, I might have. It doesn't ring a bell. No. <laughs> yeah. Loomis is like seventeen-year-old. No, I, I can't really give you any connection here. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I so, Smith's Grove. Deputy Gary, let's get out of here. Let's head to this school. <laughs> Move your ass, Lonnie. <laughs> Cut back to Bud and Karen. They decide to go to the therapy room with the hot tub. Then it cuts back to Laurie. This is an odd place scene. Like, yeah, Laurie is no, in the kind of because he first they Bud and Karen. Or there's a little thing coming off that they want Karen's attention. And then Bud scares her in the, the room. Uh-huh. By and the way, there's like four different versions of this movie. We may have, like, some of the scenes are jumbled around. Really? Yes. Okay, because I watched, I watched it on HBO. What did you watch it on? Okay. I watched a version on Amazon, and I rewatched the Dead Meat kill count for it. Uh-huh. And I... I was like, yeah, these scenes are totally out of order. Okay, because, yeah. yeah, and I watched it on HBO. Yeah. And I, like, yeah, because there is a little scene that he scares, Bud scares Karen, and he says, hey, let's go to yeah the therapy room in 15 minutes. So after that, then they have the Lori thing. Then it goes back to the, the therapy room. Yeah, yeah. So the Lori thing we're talking about is she's having, like, visions of blood dripping, and there's shots of the hospital, like... It just doesn't really make sense. But in it's, the alternate version, mm-hmm. Laurie's having flashbacks of visiting Michael. That's the version that I watched. Okay. It did have flashbacks. It was He was sitting in a chair and she walked into the room and he just kind yeah. of turned around. And you didn't know, you know, you didn't know what it was at the time. Yeah. And then you're all seeing drops of blood. You're red blood used to be back in these movies. Yeah, it's very red. It's like Suspiria. <laughs> so, back in the hot tub... And boobs. Boobs. Yeah. So 
Bud and Karen are, you know, getting getting it on in the hot tub. It's like, what? These people are very good at their jobs. She's on the, the NICU. Uh, oh, right, and she's right. she's like, hmm, you know. Yeah, and according to Leo Rossi, the water was freezing cold in this. Yes, and he yeah. had to kind of convince her to go through with the scene. Yeah. Because, like, Rick Rosenthal wanted to it, and he knew that Rosenthal, like, really went to bat to get him in the movie. Mm-hmm. So he, like, really did everything he could to comfort and try to get her to go through with the scene. Well, she goes through with it. <laughs> yes, she does. Michael turns up the heat in the little room controlling the, you know, the knobs. We see Bud's bare ass. We do. Yeah. And Michael chokes him out in a weird way. He just, like, strangles him for, like, four seconds, and he just completely goes limp. Hey, you've seen people get choked more than you with C-Pots, and Bud got choked. <laughs> yeah. Now, Michael goes up behind Karen, touches her shoulder. <laughs> I can't see it. Every time I watch this movie, I just want him to, like, get in next to her ear and whisper, I love you. And she sucks his thumb. You know how dirty that thumb is? Gosh. You know, he, he strangled Lester to death earlier in the night. Not to mention what he did with the uh, the truck driver, because, you know. Yeah. Because he hasn't, there was no Purell on those hands. All the dogs he probably ate. Ugh. <laughs> Thumb's probably nasty as shit. Yeah. Well, she sucks on his thumb. Gross. And he pulls his thumb away. <laughs> she turns around, and it's Michael. And he, this is a pretty violent death scene here. See, I don't, it's. Almost mean spirited, how like brutal it is. And I can't say, do you think he boiled her to death or did he drown her? Or well, does it both. both? I mean, I'm just like, geez. They're like, why not both? Yeah. And that's the thing about, you know, you see a lot of movies where they're like drowning somebody. Why do they keep lifting their head up? Like, all right, get you a little bit of air, and now you're going back down to drown a little bit. But there we go. I don't know. But, I guess it's kind of like torture in a way. Eh. Anyways, Karen is dead. He throws her down on the ground. Yes. Now, we're at the classroom scene, and Michael has stabbed a crayon drawing. That's what you do, man. And he's written Sam Hain, or Samhain, as you would actually say it, on a chalkboard in blood. That's how they say it in Trick or Treat. That's right. <laughs> Back to your the movie watching. That's right. <laughs> now, just imagining Michael doing all this is like, all right. And he wrote Sam Hain in blood, too, right? Yeah. Did he use his blood, I guess? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? So Marion Chambers shows up to the classroom. I love how Dr. Loomis is like, oh, I didn't recognize you. It's like, you just shared a car ride yesterday. <laughs> Do you remember that, Loomis? But he was talking to the audience, letting us know that, oh, this is her. Oh, that must have been what that is. I'm assuming that's probably what that was. Because, yes, you would think. And that, you'd also think that wasn't the first time he had met Marion. Yeah, well, she says that the governor has ordered Loomis back to Smith's Grove. Because the Michael Meyer incident has made Smith's Grove look bad. Yeah, she's like, there's a marshal outside. Loomis is like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious right now? <laughs> Loomis is not having this. No, he's not. He, and you can see he just wants to start yelling again about how evil Michael Myers is, but yep. he doesn't. Yep. He keeps it in. Now, back at the hospital, Jimmy talks to a comatose Lori. She is out of it. Like, Mixer really, like, put her down. Yep. Showing off those acting chops. <laughs> <laughs> so, Janet Janet runs into Dr. Mixer's office. Mixer has a needle stuck in his eye. Yes. You don't see what happens, but... I, I think the reveal 
I mean, not silly how he died, but the reveal for this one, not so much for Nurse Alves, but mm-hmm. I think for this one was effective. You know, like the turn of the chair around, I was like, oh shit, things are getting real here. Yeah, it was, it was a death scene. <laughs> so Dr. Mixer's dead, yeah. and Michael comes out of the shadows and injects air into Janet's temple. temple. Now, this was the lighting was very reminiscent of the first one when, you know, Jamie Lee... Caesar friends did, and he kind of appears. Comes out of the shadows. Yeah. yeah. So this was very much like that. And hey, he does the head tilt here. He does do the head tilt here. And I was like, mm. that should have been the last one in the series. <laughs> but guess what, Phil? Guess they what? They do it again. They do it a lot more. They do it again in this movie. Yeah. Yep. Well, Michael wanders into Laurie's room, and this just looks ridiculous to me every time. Stabs some pillows. Laurie is stumbling around the hospital. Apparently drugged out of her fucking mind. <laughs> now, got did, did they give her heroin and acid or something? Like, what is going on here? I'm assuming the cocktail that makes her made was not in the most, uh... And you're like, hey, is Jamie Lee Curtis waking up? Is she gonna, like, you know, start showing off those acting abilities? Does she have a line in this movie at all? I don't think so. She says, Jimmy. Well, she says, help me. She walks into a room and takes a nap. Very cool. Very good directing choice there. Good shit. So, Loomis and Nurse Chambers drive off with the marshal. (laughs) And you get more shots of Michael on the monitor walking around. Now, the nurse is looking for Mr. Garrett. Jimmy bumps into her and says that Bud, Karen, and Mr. Garrett, and the plot of this movie are all still missing. So, oh, I see what you did there. So Jimmy, I see what you did there. So Jimmy finds the nurse out. Jimmy finds Nurse Alves with the IV dripping. Yeah, as we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Jimmy turns around to run out of the room and slips and knocks his head on the floor. He did that stunt himself. That's right. He did do it himself. Yes, he did. It seemed like a bad call to take. Arguably, the next to Jamie Lee Curtis, the only other character we kind of care about, and they're just like, eh, let's have him slip on some blood and knock himself out. I like Leo. Well, he's yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, though. Dead. Like, you needed somebody to latch on to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I completely understand what you're saying. They did kind of take him away, and they didn't kill him. Or I don't know. Do you think Jimmy dies? That's apparently a hotly contested. Well, it depends on what take of the movie you watch. Okay, I haven't seen the the dead the dead meat kill count. Does he count Jimmy as dead in the? No, he he doesn't. doesn't. Okay. So Jimmy slips and lands on his head, and we'll see him later in the movie. But not really contributing a whole lot to the story. Yeah. Nurse Jill gets into the car. The engine won't turn over. She notices that the tire is flat and that every other car has a flat tire. Do you think lot. Michael Myers did that? I'm assuming. What if it just had to be like some prankster around town? And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like all the times. Yeah. <laughs> well, Laurie wakes up from her nap and her legs don't work now. So she's crawling around on the floor. She has a limp. So she doesn't want to hurt herself, Phil. Well, she crawls around for a while. Yeah. But she was just running just fine earlier. I don't know. So Maybe. Finally stands up. <laughs> <laughs> this is when Michael sneaks up behind Nurse Jill, stabs her with a scalpel, and lifts her off the ground. This, to me, is the best death in the movie. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's the one everyone really remembers from this from this one. Yes. Very iconic. Crocs fall on the floor. So, 
Laurie, I'm very proud of that joke. Also, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, that wouldn't have killed her, though. I really don't think... He uh, stabbed her maybe. in the back, and he lifts her up. Now, she, if she didn't get any kind of attention, then probably, but at that moment... Now, I don't know where he stabbed her at, but it seemed kind of like a lower back thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would have killed her. Well, either way, Laurie runs for Michael, and this is like a little chase scene. Now, back to Dick Warlock. Okay. One of my problems with his portrayal of Michael. Okay. He moves so slow. No, I see. I think that's more of a directing choice than necessarily a Dick Warlock choice. I mean, I think yeah, there's probably. probably both of them, but I feel like if it was, was the, I think Rick Rosenthal would have at least addressed that issue a little bit. Like, hey, Dick, just maybe pick it up a bit. Yeah. Man, yeah. He is, I mean, especially when they get in the elevator, like, that drives me fucking nuts. Oh, like how slow he was moving? Yeah, I mean, okay, so we skipped ahead a little bit. She sees Garrett. Yeah, Laurie finds Mr. Garrett's big ass hung up from a construction light. <laughs> As you do, which is kind of harkens back to the first one where he... you telling me 5'9", 160 pound Dick Warlock hoisted him up. Okay. Maybe he had a dolly. <laughs> Maybe so. Like a jack is like, I'm going to get you up there, Garrett. Yeah. So Laurie crawls through the window, runs down the little alley thing yeah. to the elevator. Yeah. And yeah, like you're saying, the slowest elevator of all time. Yeah. Michael's walking like he has drugs up his ass and he's trying to get through airport security. He's like, <laughs> all right, I don't want to spread my cheeks too far. <laughs> I need to keep everything in here. Nice and snug. He's Real Jonah slow. Hill and get him to the Greek. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought of, actually. <laughs> Laurie gets in the elevator just in time. Michael's like, he's, if he had just lunged forward, he would have gotten the elevator. <laughs> so, whatever. He's like, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. I just kind of reach a little bit. Yeah, I have a legitimate gripe with, with that elevator scene. Yeah, that's just... Yeah. Ugh. So, Laurie makes it to the parking lot. And she can run again. Hey. <laughs> now she runs to hide in a car. <laughs> now cut to back cut back to Dr. Loomis and and the nurse in the car. And this is when we get primo crazy Loomis. How so? When oh, he, he's talking about like Halloween mythology. When he's with the, yeah, when he's with the Mont Mont Marshall. Uh-huh. And of course, this is when Marion explains to Dr. Loomis that Laurie Strode is mm-hmm. in fact Michael Myers' sister. Oh my god. And thus kind of ruining the entire series. It's, 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 yes, that really did kind of ruin everything. But, you know. Thanks, John. <laughs> thanks, John, that six pack of Coors Light. Yeah. Just sucking those silver bullets down. Yeah. <laughs> and so he pulls out a pistol and he puts it up with the Marshall. Oh, that's right. He's like, hey, Marshall, turn the car around. He's like, oh, I can't. I got orders. And, don't you give warning shots? And then he shoots out the window. It's like, we're going back to the hospital. It's like, all right. Okay. Yeah. And then he, and he does so like a Dukes of Hazard, like 180 thing. I was like, what the fuck is he? Yeah. That's that two and a half million budget coming into play. They're like, hey, we can afford stunt drivers now. <laughs> let's do a three. Let's do a 180 turn. Yeah. So Laurie is sitting in the foot of this car. Jimmy gets in the car and passes out on the horn. Your boy's concussed. At the yeah, he's least. like, hey, Michael, over here. That's the best part. He's like, I'm, I've got a concussion in my hospital. What should I do? I should drive away from the hospital. <laughs> yeah, so Lori gets out of the car, and her legs can't work again. 
So she's crawling on the floor yeah. on the in the parking lot, crawling on the ground in the parking lot, and wouldn't you know it, her voice doesn't work either now. So Loomis, the marshal, and Nurse they all Chamber, go, yeah, they Nurse all go inside the hospital. Inside. And then Lori finds the willpower, the determination, and the can-do uh-huh. attitude to walk up to <laughs> yeah. the door and beat on it very hard like somebody who has just come to it. Yes, but then Michael pops up and... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Little moment we missed. I love when Nurse Chambers and Loomis are inside. And Loomis <laughs> tells Nurse Chambers, he's like, you stay with me and shut up. <laughs> it's like, damn, Loomis. She settled the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, Myers pops up. He's walking towards Lori. The marshal lets her inside. And Myers does the Terminator walk through the c- candy glass. like Yeah, he just walks right through it. And I was like, well, that's one way to open the door. He can't be stopped. And Loomis shoots Michael. Like five times or something. Now, another one of my favorite Loomis parts. Loomis orders Chambers to get on the radio to call for help. And the marshal's like, I'm the only one that's authorized to use that. <laughs> Loomis says, move! He's like, fuck him! Again, I have the absolute authority over all I'm authorities. I'm in charge of this investigation. <laughs> the fucking president could land at Haddonfield Memorial. And Loomis would be like, shut the fuck up! The marshal walks up to Michael. Yeah. And Michael pops up, slices his neck. Who didn't see that one coming? Yeah. Even Loomis said that was coming. But of course, I was like, you're a marshal. <clears throat> you should probably, like, kick his weapon away from him a little bit when you're walking up to somebody. Yeah. It just seems like common sense. Yeah. Well, to be fair, the marshal didn't know that Michael was, like, superhuman. Yeah, that's you know. true. But whatever. Still a dumb move. <laughs> so Loomis and Laurie run into the surgery room. Michael breaks in. Straight through the door again, Resurrection style. Oh, yeah. Rick Rosenthal has a thing for breaking through doors. He does that in Resurrection, remember? I don't even remember. It's been so long since I watched Dude, he headbutts his way through a door in Resurrection, and the door explodes. Love it. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm excited to watch this movie now. Well, I wouldn't say that, but (laughs) we're going to watch it. Oh, we most definitely are. Michael breaks in, stabs Loomis with his little can opener. (laughs) <laughs> I love it and Michael he just kind of gives this over the top form he's like oh, oh and then he just like falls down and knocks everything over yeah it's like you're you're really committed to this there's pleasant Laurie says Michael does the head tilt again <laughs> Laurie shoots him straight oh, in the eyeballs I forgot what Loomis just had another handgun around did he pick up the one yeah oh yeah because he's got two because he, he's got the one that's empty and he just hands Laurie the other one that's right. I yeah. don't know where the other... They never... Maybe I missed something, but I never saw a point where he had two handguns. Yeah, that's true. So, Laurie shoots Michael in the eyes. She is a supreme shot, Laurie Strode. Yeah, and Dick Warlock was, like, pumping the blood. There was, yeah. like, a tube that ran through the top of the mask near mm-hmm. the forehead, and so that's how they did that. Michael is just swinging around aimlessly. It just kind of looks fucking ridiculous. It's like, you know, you saw that she was on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Or you could, like, kick your legs. Like, and, All right. So, Loomis delivers one of my favorite lines. He <laughs> says, get out now! Because well, he's, he's turning all the oxygen tanks on. Yeah, he's... Like, full blast. Pumping the room full of gas, and he tells Laurie, get out now! Get out now! 
Get out now! So he says, Michael, it's time. Takes out the lighter that Deputy Gary gave him, and kaboom! Blammo. Loud explosion. And you see Michael doing the stuntman firewalk. <laughs> Dick Warlock doing that, of yep. course. And that's kind of it, really. Yeah. That's how they kill Michael. Now, cut to the next day. Laurie's being wheeled out to the ambulance. Dana Carvey reappears. <laughs> he does. And you see a close-up shot of Laurie... And an image of Michael burning and credits roll. Oh, you also get Mr. Sandman. That's right. Mr. Sandman starts playing. Bring me a dream. Bring and that's that's Halloween too. Yep, that's Halloween too. Now, I joke to this movie a lot because it deserves it. But I at the end of the day I do really enjoy this movie. What do you like about this movie? I do like Give me the pros. Give the me pros, pros the pros are again, I like that it expands into Haddonfield. You know? Yeah, same. I like that stuff too. I'll at I like the hospital at first, and then it seems kind of cumbersome. Yes. You know, it's not as wide. As it sh- there's as nothing yeah. to do. Yeah. There's nowhere to expand yeah. the it plot. It seems like, it's like, all right, we got Michael here. Mm-hmm. We've got to kill all these people. We've only got 10 pages of script left, so let's kind of do it. Ideally, director Jason. Okay. What would you have done? Well, one... The Laurie Michael thing just really, it maybe works for this movie a little bit, but it really ruins the rest of the series. Yeah. You know, or it doesn't necessarily ruin the rest of the series because there are still really good entries in this series after this one. You know, Ford really comes to mind. I know you really enjoy part six, which could not have happened at all without this one. Um, <clears throat> you know, H2O has its moments. 2018 is fine. Yeah. You know, well, would you have continued on like a, a direct continuation of the original Halloween? That's kind of yeah. I think it maybe would have been a little bit better if maybe they didn't do it that very night. Maybe if it was like like a year later, and maybe Laurie Strode could have been in it, mm-hmm. but the the, the brother or sister thing, no. Like maybe they did something similar how they did it handle it in two thousand eighteen. Like she's still dealing with PTSD. Oh, from, they could have screamed to it. Yeah, they yeah they could have screamed. <laughs> it, you know? Like Laurie's off in college. Yeah, she has a new set of friends. Well, that... that's kind of what the original screenplay was. Like she was off in uh, um they like sh- a channel. Or... Should have done that because here's one of the biggest problems with Halloween two. Yeah, all the characters that we for the most part, I mean, say what you will about uh, Annie and Linda. Like you're you're invested in these characters. Yeah, when those characters die, and you make a movie that takes place. The night after, yeah, the same night, yes. There's no characters for us to latch on to. There really isn't, you know. I mean, I like, I like Jimmy and Bud fine. Yeah, Doctor Loomis. This is the beginning of Doctor Loomis really going. Like he's fine in part four, even though he's got a little bit of it in there. And five is just mm-hmm. garbage all the way around, you know. And then I, even though the officer is acting really, really hard, I do kind of like him and Gary. It's yeah, not him and Charles Cyphers, but I do like that, you know. What yeah, like I said, I think maybe you you take a you know you do the the jump in time would have been a better or even if it's just like he pops up in Hadfield maybe not even Laurie Strode's a part of it anymore like maybe she goes and it's just like a new yeah not necessarily like a new faceless team like all the Friday the Thirteenth movies did but you know give us more characters in Haddonfield to kind of explore and do stuff with and I'm saying something to all of this Resurrection try to do something like that. And boy, did it fall straight on its face. 
<laughs> yeah. I hear what you're saying, though. I think the hospital, for me, once it gets to the hospital, yeah. it's... I hate to use this word, but it's how I feel. It's fucking boring. The first this movie's minutes boring as shit to me. Really are great. The first 15 minutes of this movie yeah. are really great. I do like how it kind of continues. I like how he's walking around, even though maybe it doesn't make entire sense how healthy... He, he got shot at least once in that barrage of bullets. Well, he's you know? inhuman, you know? Yeah. That's the mystique of Michael. Yeah. That's my least of worries. You know? yeah, like, hey, how true. is he walking around? Well, yeah. it's Michael Myers. And that's the issue with Michael Myers over, like, Freddy or Jason, that he they try to ground him more than those characters. They try to make sure that he is somewhat human, where Jason and Freddy are just, like, undead mutants. Like, he's absolutely a zombie. Jason's absolutely a zombie in later entries. So that's a little bit, well, it's a little bit harder for Michael Myers in the series to kind of like kill him off, but not really kill him off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just, you know, it's John Carver did say it best where there's really no more story to be told after the first one. Or it's really hard to eke out more. It's like you're trying to get blood out of a stone with the way they did the first one. Yeah, I thought Halloween 4 handled a way better continuation of. Like, in terms of a sequel. Yeah. Like, just completely... Well, not completely disregarding Laurie, but adding something new. Yeah, part four is... It's kind of a time pass. Yeah. Yeah. Part four is kind of a soft reboot in that kind of thing. Yeah. I think they should have just let three years pass. Yeah. Like, I mean, Laurie's really trying did. to move on. She has a new set of friends that we can get invested in. Yeah. Not... Jamie Lee Curtis with a wig on, not speaking for... We got, like, three lines in the whole movie. She barely does anything. He says, Jimmy and help me. I can't yeah. think of anything else that she really says. She's like, Michael Myers? The kid that stabbed his sister? Yeah. And it's like, even the lines she does have, they're like, not even really Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I don't even think Jamie Lee Curtis is in this movie. I don't think of her. <laughs> when I think of like, hey, what's a good Jamie Lee Curtis movie? I'm not like, Halloween 2. Yeah. It's like, yeah, watch her with a wig crawl around on the floor yeah. and whimper. Yeah. I do like how this movie does still retain some of that John Carpenterness to it, though. Yeah, they do a great job with Dean Cundy's work and the fluid camera movements, especially yes. in the f first 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. After that, there's visually some cool stuff, but yeah. it doesn't really feel... I don't know. It I is, just I don't like the hospital The, stuff, the no. third act is a bit aimless. I, I will definitely say that. You know, the two-thirds last act. I mean, yeah. it, it, essentially, they're in the hospital like 15 minutes after the movie starts. Yeah. So in the pantheon of part two, just horror movie part twos, like, would you rather watch this or Friday the 13th part two? Friday the 13th part two. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a big fan of Friday the 13th, the original. Yeah, I'm not either. It's fine for yeah. what it is, but it's not my favorite. It's not anywhere near my favorite in the series. Plus, there's not a shot of a of a kid in a wheelchair getting a machete to the face. Exactly. And falling down a flight of stairs backwards. It's exactly. Now, where would you put this or Child's Play 2? Child's Play 2. Really? Child's Play 2 is arguably the best, the best in the series. In the series. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming you like Evil Dead 2 much more than this one. Uh, Yeah, I would say. Okay. I mean, look, I don't know if this is going to shock you or not. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of this movie. See, I'll see, I'll see right now, like other part 2 thinking you would be a little bit more in this movie, but it seems like the part two, this is like way down. 
And look, anytime you see like anytime I've seen like rankings of people like, hey, my Halloween's yeah. favorite to worst, uh-huh. this is usually always their number two behind mm-hmm. the original. Yeah, that's I know this one or part four. And I haven't really seen any rankings since the new one came out, but I'm sure that's probably a second favorite for a lot of folks. A too. lot of people you see like Halloween twenty eighteen is number two. Yeah. Halloween two uh remake. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh yeah, there's there's some good stuff in this movie, but overall it just doesn't feel cohesive. It feels aimless. Yeah. Much like shots of Michael and the monitors walking around the halls. <laughs> it's just like, hey, what do you want to do here? I don't know, uh have Jimmy walk in this room and find Nurse Alves with an IV sticking out her arm. I don't fucking know. I would have liked to see what Tommy Lee Wallace would have done with this movie. If it would have been like if it would have been like the same script, you know, same mm-hmm. script. But if Tommy Lee Wallace had done it instead of Rick Rosenthal, because this is his first, Rick Rosenthal's first movie. Yeah. He'd done a short, short The Toyer, I think is what it was called, that got him this job. Uh-huh. But he was like really young when he did this movie. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen that. Also, just Dick Warlock's portrayal, wasn't a big fan of. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, I give it one ten scale. Mm-hmm. I want to give it a, no, I gave Halloween, was it 9 or 9.5? You gave Halloween a nine. I gave it a ten. Yeah, I'll give this one about a six point five. I give it a six. Six out of ten. Okay. So we're not far off in our opinions. I wanted to say five, but that sounds really? too harsh. <laughs> <laughs> and I know a lot of people were probably like, what the fuck? This is the best Halloween sequel. And This is just our opinions, you know? We're not yeah, saying hey, people it's... like this. You think it's the best one. Like, yeah, exactly. I, if I was doing my rankings, I would definitely put it like, now, granted, we're, this might change when we finish the series, but it'll probably be like 1, 4, 18, then probably 2 would be right after eight, 2018. Mm-hmm. And then the rest are kind of all like, well, okay, that's not fair because Resurrection is much worse than most of the other ones. But Okay, you do agree The Curse is better than Resurrection, right? That what? The Curse of Michael Myers is better than Resurrection? Oh, without question. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, I was I'm about to be a, like, no, get out yeah, of my head. <laughs> well, I'm not a fan of the six. I have, I have mixed feelings about the six one. It's okay. whatever, but I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as Resurrection. Oh, of course not. And I would even no. put it better than the Halloween, than the Rob Zombie movies, too. Yeah. So, but yeah, but I mean, I'm assuming part four and part six or after part four for you, like one, four, six. Uh, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, something like, something like that. Yeah. We'll do a hard rankings by the end of this, what we, what we thought by the end of the series. Yeah. Is there anything else you would uh you got to say about this episode before we start wrapping things up? I don't think so, Jason. All right. So well, we- when, well, I will say this. Look, this was one of my first Halloween viewing experiences that kind of introduced me to Michael Myers that scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw this movie, I was at my parents' friend's house. I was probably easily like five or six years old, and I was fucking terrified. I was like ten. I had seen several Halloween movies by the time I saw this one. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually of the like of the original, I said like the original H2O and before. Kind of how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I get like H2O before and H2O after is kind of how Yeah, we talked about it last episode. Um, this was the first one, or this is like one of the last ones I saw of that iteration. I saw it at my parents' friend's house. Oh. I was the only kid there because everybody else had left. And I was like, okay, well, I was watching, I think it was on Sci Fi Channel. So it was all edited too. Mm. But yeah, hey, it's got some memorable kills. Like, I always remember Karen's death, you know, the, the drowning slash burning scene. That's memorable. The hammer scene. 
the hammer scene, Nurse Jill's death. It has some cool death scenes, but that's just not enough to. Yeah. Death scenes, whatever. If if you do it right, they could be off screen and yeah. it wouldn't matter. Yeah. But everything else is just kind of meh. Yeah, I got you. Boring is the word I'll say. Boring. Yeah, I was fucking bored the other night rewatching. I was like, <laughs> "God damn, is anything gonna happen?" Like, so, so what are we doing next week? Feel well. We were doing Halloween three. We are. I haven't watched that one in a while. It's I've seen it twice. I don't remember liking it. Now it's been at least I haven't watched this movie since I've been able to legally drink. All right. Well. Should be an interesting rewatch. I know a lot of people were really coming around to it of late. Mm-hmm. And at New York, obviously 2019, hating that movie because how uh, Michael Myers is, is not in it at this point isn't necessarily fair. But yeah. I remember seeing it and I'm like, well, it's not over. I wasn't the reason I didn't like it at the time. Anyway. I'm going to treat it like we're watching a movie called Season of the Witch. Exactly. Directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. And as Dean Cundy... There's some beautiful shots in it. You know, yeah. our boy DC is... Did uh, Carpenter do the score for that movie? Or did Howard do it by himself? Mm. I want to say Carpenter did do the score. That was a great a score. In. I know he had a hand in it, at least. That yeah. was the last well, one he did have a hand in. But we'll talk about we'll that. We'll talk time. about that. We got plenty of time. Yeah, that's <laughs> very true. Well, Jason, I think Dana Carvey just arrived, and there's an <laughs> ambulance there, so I think we both need to hop in the back of it and... Right off into the sunset. Skedaddle out of here. While Mr. Sandman's playing. What do you say? That's what I think. I agree with you. All right. Well, until next week, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. This has been Spook House. See ya.